0: Get it, girl,
1: get it. Woo. There's something loose between my legs apart from the office. Oh my in here like a cow.
0: Radio check. Loud and clear.
2: Hello everyone and welcome to Back of the Grid. My name's Chris and I'm joined as always by Stu. Hello. And by Tom. Hello. Um, this is probably going to be an absolute opus of an episode after (laughs) what was among my most favorite races in as long as I can remember. History. In ever. (laughs) In ever. I was just in pieces watching that. Um, yeah. Even in the middle? Yeah. I was like properly edging my seat for the entire race. I absolutely love this race. You're easily amused.
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, I'm joking.
2: And it wasn't even really a strategy race, which is normally the kind that I enjoy. Um, Mm. But yes, let's let's dive into it. Uh, Quick mention of qualifying. It was the second career pole for Verstappen, although he was telling everybody it was his third um, because he had one taken off him. Um, Which I mention mostly because of this stat. It means that this is the first season in the hybrid era where there have been more non-Mercedes pole positions than Mercedes pole positions in the season. This is a lot, doesn't it?
1: Whoa, that's an interesting start. I
2: didn't realise that. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it?
1: Wow. it's um, That just shows you how special Hamilton's championship is.
2: It does, really. You could also argue it tells you how little pole position means these days, but there yeah. we go. Well, yeah, um, that's,
1: inter- that's very interesting. Very, very interesting, because we're changing all the older regulations because there's no overtaking in Formula One.
2: It's the classic problem, isn't it, of as soon as we get close to a regulation change, all the teams start getting close together and everyone thinks, do we really need this regulation change? Yep, but there we go. Yep. Um, Also of note, we had both Hasses in the top 10 for the first time in I don't know how long, maybe all season, actually. Um, I don't know about you, but it felt to me more a case of the temperature and the track surface and the number of hours in the month all just fell into place to make that has work that doesn't normally happen and they still have no idea why the car did or did not work properly in any given moment. I'd go along with that. Yeah, I mean, we know they're a team that have given up on this season already, so I guess it was a nice surprise for them. They must have all been in the go just
1: like, oh, well, nice one, (laughs) all like hands out. Either side of them. slip. like, yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> Any bad. ideas,
2: anyone? No? All right, cool. Nope. We should give up more often. <laughs> it's work for us. <laughs> After Australia next season, Gunnstein is like, eh, forget this season, we're all at 2021
1: now. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, Right, into the race, let's get straight into it. Um, So, Hamilton probably had the best of the starts. He got straight into second around the outside of Vettel. Um, which basically set us up for a race-long Hamilton and Verstappen duel, which is something that we've kind of wanted for a long time. We've never really had a proper duel for the lead with those two, have we? No, not really. no, not really. We've kind of had mm. races where they've swapped positions kind of through pit stops and stuff, but we've never really had them together on the track all that much. Mm, maybe Hungary. Hungary was the closest yeah. to that. Yeah, that's about the closest. But even that was only really kind of one move in the end, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we had a nice Leclerc, Ricardo, and Norris duel for the first couple of laps um, with uh, some slightly questionable racing, I thought. Um, first, we had Leclerc sort of duking to his left through the last couple of corners, and Norris had to kind of dive out the way. And then just after that, we had Norris squeezing Ricardo pretty much onto the grass. Um on the way to turn four. Yeah. W- w- would you put this under the first lap or two? It's going to be a bit dicey kind of way of thinking.
1: Uh, I wouldn't put it... No, no, I wouldn't say that. I'd say... I would say just hard racing. I'd say, it doesn't matter what lap that's on. But, you know, he didn't put him on the grass. <laughs> he left him space. He It was marginal. It was He left him just enough space, but he did leave yeah. him space. It was um, all
0: one consistent move and well before the braking zone as well so it's not like he shifted under braking not like it was a second move or very sudden it was all very gradual which is i think why nothing really came of it um maybe he could have done with leaving him a tiny bit more room because of the whole stipulation of there should be a car's width and there wasn't quite but that's like being a, a stickler for yeah the exact semantics of the rule i guess but Mm. generally speaking I think it was it was fairly clean just hard racing yeah. and I don't think Danny Rick had any complaints about it really did he that no if, I if he did I missed
2: them yeah I've certainly not heard anything um, he didn't no. really have anything alongside Norris's car though did he at the time so yeah true it's that not like it. he was, it was actually
1: getting squeezed it was distinctly behind um, yeah. Norris at that point so yeah yeah, I, I, I really 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 don't have a problem with it I think having watched it I, watched, I did watch the race in it's Entirety, just before um we came onto this, and I remember I, I, I paid sort of special attention to it, and yeah, absolutely nothing wrong with Norris. It was literally just hard racing. I think if that happened in Italy, <laughs> uh, and it was you know Leclerc pushing Hamilton, well, that's you can't really compare the two because they're just totally different. different sideboards. This is like one car behind yeah, the
0: other, and. Do you know what I found interesting when I did watch it back at today? Um, if you rewatch the first lap and watch for oh, it's one of the it's one of the alphas. I'm going to assume it's Kimi because I know Kimi was ahead at that point. So, but one of the alphas basically does exactly the same thing to Norris as what Norris then does to Ricardo the lap after. It's almost identical. Um, in the terms of like moving right across and just closing the door, and it it looks exactly the same, and I it it's exactly the same thing for me. It's just like it's a very gradual, obvious move. Well yeah. before the breaking zone, yeah. and it's a single move. Like you move into it's the inside a- line to defend that, and exactly there's no problem with it. And if there's no problem with that one, there should be no problem with Norris's.
1: Would be another like yeah. thing to put alongside it. <clears throat> Yeah, the, the, conc- the conclusion there is there's nothing wrong with taking the defensive line.
0: Yeah. No. As um, long as you do it in the right way, which in both scenarios, I'd say they did. Yeah. Both Kimmy and Norris. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> would, if would it was
0: Kimmy. <laughs>
2: would you say the same about um, Ricardo's attempt at passing Magnuson, which was very much happened in the breaking zone and in the corner? Um, yeah. Ricardo's interesting- sort of trying to sling it up the inside into four kind of clumsily came together.
1: They did Magnuson left the door open should left this is the difference Magnussen didn't defend it adequately, so the door was left open yes you could you could also argue that when Ricardo was maybe being a little bit ambitious and asking a little bit too much of uh, his his front wheels, he thought he was going to turn in and make that, but at the same time if if Magnuson positions his car such that Ricardo can 't get up the inside of him in the first place, then you're defending the move, no one has a collision. So I, I think, I, I really thought that one was much more of a racing incident than, I think it was, From from my eye, it was six or one, half a dozen of the other, but the stewards obviously didn't see that way.
2: Yeah, so he got a five second penalty and two points on his license for that. Um, I'm kind of with you on that, I think, Stu. The, the five seconds, okay, maybe. Like, it was a very ambitious move. He kind of locked up and he sort of bounced over the curb a little bit. It was clumsy. Yeah, you could, you could make an argument for and for him not getting the five-second penalty, but to then give him two points on his license for it as well seems but overkill that's to just, me. That's just what happens,
1: though. That's that's automatic. If, if it's you not, cause a collision, you get two points on your license, don't you? I thought that was like I don't, know, penalty, I don't think it's I don't think it's that
2: black and white. Well,
0: without getting ahead of ourselves, is Lewis getting two points for yes for yeah. the
2: same penalty? Yeah.
0: Is it there you go, Then it, it possibly yeah. is a standard. Then
2: maybe it is. Then, um, yeah, I think the thing, we do the thing like for
0: me too. with the Ricardo one is that he's very much alongside Magnuson at the point that the the corner begins, and yes, it is ambitious, but it's not like he's not going to make the corner, and he's like I say, he's very much along. I know he's not in front of Magnuson but he's very much alongside him and, and in the corner at the same time as Magnussen. And mm. I think he's got at least some right to some space there, yeah. which Magnussen's either not willing to give him or not aware that he needs to give him because he's not seen him. I don't know exactly. which it would be, but honestly, knowing Magnussen, and th- this is the problem that happens when a driver gets reputation, but knowing Magnussen, I'd say it was that he didn't want to give Danny Rick that racing yeah. room. Uh, I think and the way he reacted on the radio afterwards would also say he didn't want to give Danny Rick that racing room, which yeah. is, I think, why I'm more inclined to feel it's a little bit harsh on Danny Rick. because, And this is Magnuson's reputation preceding him, I think. Maybe if it was two different drivers, you'd say race and incident as well. Yeah, but possibly. I think I'm more inclined to say that it's more Magnussen's fault because it's Magnussen. No, which I, I, maybe is biased, But
1: yeah, that I, I definitely won't go that far.
0: I, no, no, say... no, I'm not. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying I'm more inclined to side with Danny Ray oh, f- in the whole yeah, grand yeah, scheme yeah, of things.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Psycholo- psychologically, you're. Yeah. Because of the previous, you'd be leaning towards a Magnussen. Exactly. Yeah, that's
2: what I'm trying to Cause much at. like if you saw a crash involving a Grosjean or a Stroll, your instant reaction is, "Oh, it was probably yeah. their fault." Yeah, yeah. yeah. which is yeah. maybe unfair. Oh, here exactly. Again. Yeah,
0: like you've, yeah. certain drivers have that reputation that mm. precedes them.
1: Well, on, to to be fair to you, and 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 that sort of you know that that approach, Magnussen didn't have to turn in. And take up all of that corner even if he knew it was there
0: and that that's why I think it's a little bit harsh that Danny got the penalty that he did yeah I agree. um maybe it's to do more to do with the fact that Magnuson was essentially spun out of the position and Danny Rick wasn't I don't know if something like that ever comes in as a factor during the decision making process because if they come together and they both go off or they come together and nobody goes off. Maybe the decision's different because of yeah. the outcome of the whole scenario. Because we have sort of seen incidents that look very similar, but because of the way the outcome plays out after the contact, the decision's very different. And I think that's always a factor with, with what they do from
2: that point of view. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean it dropped Magnuson quite a way back, um, and Ricardo mm-hmm. had to come in for a new wing, so that obviously drops him right to the back as well. Mm. so um, we're saying racing
1: incident overall is that the conclusion I think generally you? that's
2: where
0: I would have sided at the time yeah
2: if you had to apportion blame I would still lean towards Ricardo but I think it's very borderline whether it was worth a penalty or not for me
1: mm-hmm. it Mine's, certainly wasn't I'm, I'm absolutely
2: his on. Go on. it certainly wasn't his best attempt at an overtake that we've ever seen from him put it that way no, <laughs> yeah, it was' all agree on that. yeah yeah, it
1: was it was a bit sloppy, um, but I'd still say racing incident. I think Magnuson absolutely could have given him that bit more room and still held the corner and um carried on fighting.
2: That's my opinion. Yeah. yeah. um right. Uh, at this point we get into kind of the first real bit of meat of this uh, <laughs> of this race, mm. <laughs> um of which there are many. Layers. I'm getting lost in my metaphor here. Lots of slices. <laughs> Many slices of meat. In this, of meat in this Oh, as as a side note, um, I went to uh, Lewis Hamilton's burger place on Saturday. <gasps> oh, his, did um, you? It's a vegan place. He's vegan, vegan place, place. Yeah. Is yeah. it good? It's all right. Um, <laughs> it's, Five star review, right? There. <laughs> it was. It it's was, all right. It was nice it's not enough. My dad. It's. Uh, <laughs> it was pretty nice, but I don't think it was worth the. It's like eight pounds for a cheeseburger or something like that. It definitely wasn't that good.
1: But that's London though, isn't it? And where it, it's it's yeah. like right in the middle of Oxford Circus. It's gonna cost you yeah, wherever you go. True. You're paying like a tenner for a burger and chips and a coke. Top notch. Like um,
2: sweet potato fries though. Five sweet. stars for them.
1: Excellent.
2: Okay. Yeah. Anyway. But anyway, that is <laughs> that is something we definitely don't have time for this week. <laughs> um so, yeah, so on paper before the race, it looked like the fastest way around was a one stop. Um, but Hamilton kind of pulled the trigger on everyone having to two stop when he pitted first on lap 21. Um, or at least it would have been a two stop under normal circumstances. Um, which was the beginning of the first sort of series of bonkers laps. Um, Verstappen uh, followed him in the next lap, which he kind of had no choice but to do, really, did he? Um, Heim and Red Bull basically did everything right that they had to including Red Bull setting a new world record pit stop of 1.82 seconds yes um, beating their own record which means they now hold the fastest three ever pit stops which is nice. just endlessly impressive from them
0: yeah it's amazing is it me or the Red Bull have a bit of a thing for number three as well? Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Maybe, like the drivers, Danny Rick. I know they chose their own numbers, but Danny Rick was a three. Verstappen's yeah. a 33. Is an album 13 or 23? 23. Twenty-three. has got a three in there somewhere, hasn't Yeah, it? there's a lot of threes around Red Bull. Mm. What we're going with is Gasly. Oh, no, he's 10.
1: Speaking but, yeah. of things we don't really have time for on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, um, sorry. I to shut another... you down. <laughs> <laughs> you regret that. Oh, no. oh, God. I'm supposed to be nice to you, oh shit. Yeah,
0: I'll delete that, your points. That is not number one. <laughs> Three points. I'll <laughs> deduct <to> them. <laughs> um, um, number one. <laughs> an-
2: another stat I saw, which I enjoyed, oh was God, the so the top ten fastest pit stops this season are all Red Bull and Williams. No one else has got close to the top 10 fastest ones, which I thought was quite interesting. Mm. Yeah, it's,
1: it's um, you can You can see that information on DHL.com. <laughs> the championship <laughs> everyone's fastest. keeping track of. Yeah. It's the fastest pit stop <laughs> and the fastest lap championship.
0: Williams are doing pit stops so fast they release the car before they even realise the
2: lane's clear. Well, yeah, speaking yeah. <laughs> of Williams. Um, it, it, yeah, so... Kubica just came out right in front of Verstappen. Verstappen had to make some pretty significant um, avoiding yeah. measures. Um, I mean, to be fair to Hamilton, he did put in a pretty mighty outlap, but a combination of those two things did give uh, Hamilton, well, the effective lead at that point. Um, mm-hmm. Interestingly, so Kubica got a five-second penalty during the race for this, and he's also mm-hmm. been given two points in his licence. Um mm. But the stewards basically said that having rewatched it, they are putting the blame on Kubitsa rather than Williams, saying the point Williams released him, there was time for him to get out ahead of Verstappen. But Kubica was just incredibly slow leaving his pit box and pulling really? out into the pit lane. Yeah, which is why Williams haven't been given a fine or anything, which is normally the case with unsafe releases. But Kubica has been given two points on his license. Which I thought was very interesting. I've never heard of that. It'd be before. interesting to watch it
0: that. back in in sort of not necessarily slow-mo, I guess, but like in, in a slightly slower time. Yeah. I've not... the, I think the main the main problem is with that that you probably have to look at Kubits as onboard or something because the the there's a big hoarding thing in the way. So you can't actually see when he left. Yeah, well, I mean, big, he There's a big said, green thing
2: in the way. He said he had no idea Verstappen was even there. He was just, I mean, as you do in a pit stop, following uh, yeah. following what the yeah, team tell you to do. The
0: thing is, I think if he had realised Verstappen was there, the exit of the pit is initially wide enough that he could have stayed the other side of the, the painted strip down the middle and they could have both got into that
2: yeah, corner
0: true. together and then sort of... Sorted it out as they mm. went down the hill or something, and so I think that maybe him saying I genuinely didn't see him is part and parcel truth, you know but also you should re- should you not really be looking down the pit lane at yeah. in that scenario to make sure you're not pulling out on someone. I, I don't know. Well,
1: he, he I mean, he it's, can't see down the pit lane, so it's, he's relying on the team yeah to um, to release him at the right time. I think I, I think part one factor in this is. When the car behind you has just broken the world record for fastest pit stop, Mm. your (laughs) pit stop is probably going to look relatively pedestrian in a normal race situation. I think that would have been, I think it was only like a 2.3 second pit stop. So even when he's, yes, it is him pulling away slowly, they say that caused the issue. But um, surely the, the, the record time that they managed to service Verstappen's car, Played a factor in that I would have thought.
2: Yeah. yeah, I'm watching it back now, and it's not like you know the the you get the car gets dropped and he just sits there for a second. But it's also not the fastest I've ever seen anyone pull out of their pit box. It is relatively yeah. pedestrian as leaving pit boxes go, but I still wouldn't say it's. <laughs> is that not just the Williams? <laughs> well, <laughs> potentially, <laughs> the Williams is
0: generally relatively pedestrian. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so at that point, Hamilton was ahead. Um, kind of got held up by Leclerc a little bit. Um, he probably should have got by Leclerc at turn four and didn't manage to, which mm. let Verstappen get right back on the back of him. Um, and then Verstappen mm. didn't need a second chance at getting back past into the lead. Um, just very decisively died up the inside into turn one. Yeah. Um, Absolute <clears throat> pro textbook. Yeah, yeah, really was. Really
0: impressive move. Obviously used Hamilton... Overtaking Leclerc to his advantage as well, like within within what three corners he'd done Leclerc, then Lewis, like he did he did Leclerc coming out of the last sector onto the start finish, yeah, and then did Lewis into turn one. So like it was textbook follow the guy through and then overtake him. Like there wasn't anything
2: more he could have done realistically.
1: Yeah, it was he, You really used his momentum, didn't he to get yeah. yeah.
2: Hamilton took about three quarters of a lap to get past Leclerc and Verstappen took one corner to get past him. Yeah. Hmm. And as you say, he just kept the, that momentum the, going. At the same time, there's an argument to say Leclerc
1: was already on the back foot. I mean, just being overtaken by Hamilton, he would have been to yes. the racing line. and That's and good of...
0: racing instinct though, isn't it? As in from Verstappen's point of view to, yeah, yeah. to make sure he's in the position to take advantage of that. Like he, he's put himself in that position to be able to follow Lewis through and take advantage of that. So mm. I think it's it's a bit of both, isn't it? Like Leclerc, yeah. like you say, is on the back foot. But if Verstappen had not put himself right on the rear wing of Lewis on the way through, he wouldn't have been there to take advantage of it. I
2: guess. Yeah,
1: absolute instincts. Instincts, exactly. How? I'd yeah. Do that,
2: yeah, yeah. It was one of a number of things this weekend that you would kind of, if push for an answer, you'd say Hamilton is incredibly good at. That actually, this weekend, Hamilton was second best at. Mm-hmm. Like he yeah. didn't, you didn't. Do the job in qualifying, he didn't get through the bat markers and stuff quite as quickly. His safety car restart starts weren't as good. Like Verstappen just outdid him on pretty much every count, didn't he? Yeah.
0: yeah. Verstappen well, was yeah. solid all weekend, realistically. Yeah. <laughs> like it's hard to look past him, generally speaking, for the whole um, for the whole weekend, in all honesty. Like did he did he top every session as well? He did. I think. I think he did, didn't he? By the end qualifying he did. He qualifying. Yeah, he does, sorry, that's what I was referring to. to. Yeah. Yeah, he topped, all, he topped all the
2: quality sessions is what I was getting at, sorry. Yeah. yeah. What happened next? It, it then got really windy. Um, yeah. <laughs> We knew this because there was a Hamilton team radio clip about it, then a Bottas <laughs> team radio clip about it, then Crofty told us it was windy, then Ted told us it was windy, then there was an on-screen graphic about the wind, then a shot of a windmill <laughs> on a weather station spinning, and then a shot of some flags. So it was definitely <laughs> windy. Was 100% windy. wind. <laughs> and that was... <laughs> Incredibly unimportant. Yeah, it, um, it even
1: made it even uh, did it make the. Oh, I don't know if it did make the highlights actually that bit. I don't think. I
2: don't did. think it did make the highlights. Unfortunately, for <laughs> no, I don't think it did. <laughs> that that supreme of footage day. of wind <laughs> did not make the highlights.
0: <laughs> <back in.
1: laughs> I can think of a few races this season where the wind would have made the highlights, but we'll yeah, have yeah. That.
2: <laughs> <laughs> one. Um, Bottas, Bottas had a. Pr- Fairly anonymous race until that point. Uh, he ends up behind Leclerc and had a few like half looks at passing him, but never really committed, did he? It was a bit lacklustre effort to try and get past him. Or yeah, y'all.
1: well, I think he must have been he must have been carrying an issue. I think.
2: At that yeah, point. well, it wasn't long after when his um, his engine went pop. Um, I guess running behind a car for that long didn't help um with the overheating mm. um another altitude race where mercedes kind of felt the bits really wasn't it those engines really don't like the altitude like the the Hans and the ferraris do yeah mm. i
0: think it, I, I don't know if it's a cooling thing because it was an overheating issue that they were having in austria wasn't it when yeah. they had problems there so i'd guess it's a, it's a coolant not a coolant sorry a cooling factor
2: yeah, it must be. So, um, when his engine did go pop, he I thought very considerately went down the inside of turn four, um, found himself a gap to park next to um, in the kind of least interfering place he could park his car. <laughs> but we still had a <laughs> what, full by the safe... apex of the corner. <laughs> Just, but no, it was it was bef- like earlier than the apex. It was. After he kind of pulled in where the fence is split, so he was kind of out of the firing line anyway. I thought mm. that full safety car was a little dubious, personally. Nah, th- no, no, no. Do you not think? Agree. No, I think it's,
1: it's it's there for a reason. The safety cars keep the marshals safe. When the car's that close to the apex, and you've I got was... a big wagon going out onto the track to um, to pick it up, if you know if anyone's battling down, I mean they shouldn't be battling down there anyway. But if anything happens going into that corner. It's so close to a corner. It's like I meters guess. away from the corner. So I was just very surprised.
2: I was very surprised they didn't VSC it. I
1: think yeah, a virtual safety car it. would
2: have been more than sufficient. I was. Could it? Wouldn't, wouldn't have been as fun though, would it? Wouldn't have been nearly as fun um, because so we had Hamilton told to do the opposite to Verstappen, um, who did in fact pit. The um, Red Bull took the difficult decision of pitting and giving up the lead. Um, which dropped him. He only lost one position, didn't he? He just dropped behind yeah. Hamilton. Cause I think they were, he did. Yeah. they hadn't kind of turned into of the air. Uh, the crocodile. Yeah. Um, at the restart, Hamilton massively backed everyone up. Um, obviously <clears> not <throat> wanting to give everyone a slipstream. It was a, a bit ropey. I thought he seemed to go and then stop again at one point. And there was a lot of side by side as people tried to avoid hitting each other. I'm, Actually, really surprised nobody lost a front wing in that little mm. melee. Yeah, I think if I, they I f- had it, it
1: might have be he might have gotten a bit of trouble if they had.
2: I feel like we've seen penalties given for less to the leader at a safety car restart in the past. Mm. Um, but there you go. Um, didn't matter much to Verstappen, who, despite not really getting much chance to get a slipstream, just flung it around the outside uh, to retake the lead um again normally hamilton is an absolute master of restarts but Verstappen just made him look like he was standing still didn't he yeah, yeah. but i mean he was on absolutely
1: like brand new tires though compared to hamilton's
2: fair true hamilton tires. was a bit of a sitting duck at that point wasn't he
1: he was absolutely sitting he was always going to get overtaken at that point
2: yeah um i also enjoyed behind that pretty much in exact synchronization with his teammate albon did exactly the same thing to uh vettel yeah yes um, he
1: did S- spectacular overtake that one. That was, they, in fact arguably i'd say that one's the better overtake myself i think
2: it was as well both of them the were two. just spectacular but yeah that one of the two was so impressive just properly nailing those uh safety car restarts and i think i probably said a lot yeah. about the red bull as a car as well yeah um the fact that you could like just run it around the outside of a corner like that.
1: Mm. It's a great track, isn't it, for that? It's that such turn, a good turn track. Interlagos is absolutely <clears throat> sick for overtaking. It's, it just does the job every season yeah. you see it. It's a really good overtaking opportunity. It's uphill braking as well. And then when you've got such varied um, tyre strategy going on, as we did at that point in the race, all three tyres were on the track at that point in the race. Yeah. A bunch of people on all different strategies. And yeah, it just it's a real generator of overtakes, that corner. Definitely.
2: Yeah. There's a story knocking around today about the there's still talk of the moving the Grand Prix to a track in Rio de Janeiro for twenty twenty one. And like yeah. nobody in the world wants that. Like Inslagos consistently gives us some of the best races every season. Just yeah. just leave it be. Don't touch it.
0: It is it's a bit yeah. it's a little bit like the ones that we always refer to as like driver's circuits but it also has the ability to provide the sort of the overtaking drama and the hanging it around the outside. Like some of the ones that we tend to refer to as driver's circuits are great to watch a car go around. The drivers enjoy driving them. People like us enjoy those tracks more than any others on the games and stuff like that. Like they're the most loved tracks, but they don't necessarily always generate the best races because – they can be a bit processional whereas yeah Interlagos doesn't generally have that problem you tend to get maybe I don't know maybe it's because it's the end of the season and there's a lot of people scrapping over final championship spots maybe that's a little bit of a factor but even still like, it gives the opportunity for people to take the risk on that like outside line into turn one or or try and get the slip out of the final sector and onto the start finish straight to get
1: that move and, and stuff like that, which you don't always get at circuits like this. Mm. Yeah. Well, when you look at that straight, that's actually a really, really long straight from sort of turn 12 through 13, 14, 15. 13, 14, mm. 15 to these cars, they're not corners. Yeah. You know, no, I mean, they're you're not you're anymore. flat out. You're from, yeah. from turn 12 all the way to turn one, you're flat out. So that's another thing. Like long, flat out sections, as we've seen, uh, every track this season with a long flat out sector, always, you always, always get lots of slipstreaming in these cars, which has definitely become a theme this year. And, you know, lots of moves going on at the end of those straights. Yeah. And it's, I'd say it's definitely an example of that. By the way, what's the real name of Interlagos as a circuit?
2: Oh, it's, um, it's named after a person, isn't it? Carlos yeah. something. It's called the Aut-
1: I- Autodromo Jose Carlos Pache.
2: Yeah. That's it. it's, the, it's the real name of the race. The track. Who I believe was the first Brazilian driver to win the Brazilian Grand Prix, I believe, is who he was. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think that's right. Um, Autodromo some guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, going back to what you were saying, we had 92 overtakes this race, and only 30 of them were with a DRS. Um, but these cars can't overtake wow. each other anymore. We need new rules. No,
1: yeah, we need new <laughs> cars. These cars are no good at overtake. You can't follow. You can't follow the cars.
2: <laughs> right. Should we talk about Ferrari? Oh, We're no, after, not we? We've got there. It's Ferrari time. Um, <laughs> so it, it began with what I thought was a pretty tasty uh, overtake when Leclerc dove down the inside of Vettel. Mm. turn one. Yeah. Um, Really solid, opportunistic. I think, to be honest, I think Vettel was maybe concentrating a bit more on Albon ahead of him at that point, because um, he'd been all over Albon for kind of a lap or two before. Mm. Um, yeah, the Cler just flung it past him. Um, very impressive. But Vettel came back to him on the run to turn four, um, halfway down the straight. They came together. <clears throat> we got. It was pretty much instant um, suspension failure for Leclerc. I can only assume the Ferrari uh, suspension is made out of spaghetti because it just fell to pieces. Because it didn't look like that big a touch, did it? (laughs) It didn't look like that big a touch at all, but it just kind of crumpled. Um, Mm. And then Vettelgar puncture, which basically ripped the back of his car to bits, which ended both their races pretty much there and then. Yeah. It was ridiculous, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah. It was, it was. That's it, the only word to describe it. It's ridiculous. So the stewards looked at it and said, uh, "No one was wholly to blame." Mm-hmm. Well, I, w- <laughs> Do either of you think someone was wholly to blame? Yeah. Well, first of all, Just, just,
1: just on this. Just on this. Before we get into that, just on the suspension. They've. What's happened is they've tapped each other just at the wrong the exactly the wrong point on each car there so it's it's like almost rim to rim i think isn't it the contact no well it's not no it's not it's it's tire to tire but because one tire is going in one direction and the other one the other surface is going in the opposite direction in relation to each other it makes the impact that much more because you've got the added rotational force of the, the, the grip of the tire when the two come together so those two opposing forces move all that energy into the suspension springs and the the components of the suspension Mm. and that is what causes the the failure because it it looks like a teeny tiny tap but even though it's a tiny tap the forces going into those bits are absolutely huge at that point and that's why it's true the fireworks afterwards so yeah just just on that i mean i'm sure they have built a reliable car (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, I mean, they've got this far without, this. other than the other than the USA Grand Prix, they've got this far without many suspension failures. So, yeah, it was just an unfortunate point at which they touched. I think, yeah, that was. But in terms of who's to blame, again, I don't know. Like, it's hard. I'm watching it now, and I'm struggling a bit. Let me watch it, and I'll come back. are You telling me <laughs> Vettel doesn't
0: move over, even though Leclerc in the I middle was of the tracks. Leclerc Leclerc barely moves and stays down the middle of the circuit pretty much the entire time. Mm, And Vettel has plenty of room and moves across. There's no no need for Vettel to move across as much as he does, especially against his teammate that is clearly already passing. Like He's got him at that point. Why he moves over so much, I have no idea. It's because he doesn't want the outside line on the
1: corner. Because he knows Leclerc might have a chance to hold it from him if he if he has it. Yeah. And he's trying to push him all the way into the, yeah, into yeah. the inside of the corner to to, com- and, to make it so that Leclerc's got a break sooner. That's what yeah, he's doing. But That's Le- the technique.
0: But Leclerc within his right stays perfectly in the middle of the track, doesn't move well, he does move across a little bit to try and move away from him, but he doesn't move considerably. But there's more than enough room for Seb before he starts moving over. And it's it's almost like he's trying to bully Leclerc in, into being further in that inside line, and Leclerc, within his rights, stands up to him. Um, but yeah, I, I just think it's stupid from Sebastian. In all honesty, I think it's stupid. It
2: made me it made me think of Istanbul in 2010 when he got alongside Weber. Yeah. and again he got kind of halfway past, and then drifted across and. I mean, on on that occasion, Weber was already at the side of the track, so he had literally nowhere to go. But it was the same kind of thing where it's you're sort of drifting across someone before you've completed the move. Mm. And it's that
1: it's kind of like muscling them over, isn't it? It's almost like yeah, sort of, you're getting your elbows out to get them. Trying to done,
2: bully them across the, the side yeah. of the track. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And like I so, said, you know, there's.
0: I'm not saying that you shouldn't be you know forceful to take your position or whatever like you you've got to get elbows out sometimes and be a bit like that but there's a point where a is your teammate so you, you you should always be a little bit more considerate of that and be like he, he'd got this is what annoys me most about it i think is he was past him there was no like he would have got him regardless i think because he was like, well, he must have been alongside him for his rear wheel. Uh, sorry, he must have been past him for his rear wheel to be touching Leclerc's front. Like, at yeah. that point, he is definitely more than far enough in front for it to not be an issue. Yet he still keeps moving across and the contact curse. Like, I, I don't know. I just think that someone of his caliber should be doing better than that. And I don't think I'd be as annoyed by the whole situation if it was further down the grid because it's not a multiple world champion with 10 plus years experience in the sport that's driving for a front running team. Whereas that, that is, and I think he should be doing a lot better than that personally, but that's, that's just me. Everyone's going to say I'm anti-Ferrari right. now, but I'm, I'm anti, I'm <laughs> out, like that's It's just stupid driving, I think. And it really, yeah, really irritates
1: me. I think you're right. <clears throat> I, think, I it, there was definitely no need for him to move. Having watched it, just seeing all the angles, there's definitely no need for him to be moving over to the left. Um, I don't know that it, it's a done deal. I think because Leclerc's got the inside line, Leclerc can still try breaking that little bit later. And, you know, if you think if Leclerc breaks a little bit later, then he could force Vettel wide and make Vettel guess. back out of the corner. So Maybe, yeah, but... It's, it's not, I wouldn't say it's a done deal, but for sure, like, he... Doesn't need to be so close to his teammate that he's risking body contact like that. That's that's silly. That is yeah. silly in, yeah. in every sense of the word. That is it's just silly.
2: <laughs> yeah, H- wholly unnecessary. It's they're just lucky that the fight for second has been over for a little while because if it wasn't and they did that with Verstappen winning the race, like yeah, that that but could be thrown away a position in the championship. Think Red Bull. If Red Bull had um had
1: had albon in that seat from the start of the season but like they'd be sec- good chance they'd be in second place now yeah at the very least a lot closer yeah but we've got a podium yeah. before him <laughs> 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 well yeah we'll, let's, 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 uh, <laughs> yeah we'll get there. Let, let's not hijack the episode Tom.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah that was ferrari's first dual retirement since singapore 2017 um, which as you'll remember was when the stappen crashed into both Ferraris and they did nothing wrong um, <laughs> that gave us our second oh. safety car um when Mercedes made the pretty baffling decision to pit Hamilton under that second safety car when there were only what was it about 10 s- laps I think not even that no, not um, less,
1: by the time by the time they went back out there was only- seven.
2: At the point the safety car came out, there were seven laps to go. Um, uh, To be honest, I'm surprised we got any racing laps at all, (laughs) the amount of time it uh, carried on. Um, I mean, James Allison himself, after the race, said it was a dumb decision and a rookie error from them. Um, Wow. Whether that's uh, the the Toto not being present effect, uh, (laughs) I guess we'll never know. But yeah, really weird choice for Mercedes that... um, it lost him. Initially, they only thought it would lose him one position, but it actually lost him positions to Albon and Gasly. Um, uh, the restart, Verstappen backed the pack up even more than Hamilton had beforehand, <laughs> um, leading to a bit more chaos. In fact, have you seen Albon's on board from that restart? I have um, I don't think I have. No. He. Him and Verstappen came so close to making contact while he was backing them all up. It was ridiculous. It could have been very messy. Um, mm. But again, he, Verstappen just absolutely nailed the restart again. Um, Hamilton quickly got past Gasly, which put him on the back of Albon, which gets us to the second uh, piece of meat <laughs> that we need to dig into. <laughs> or third. I don't know how many pieces of meat deep we are at this point. Um but yeah, Hamilton tries to pass Albon sort of at one of the not traditional overtaking points. Um, Albon seemed to leave the door open a bit, I think it's fair to say. Um,
0: yeah, it's it's ambitious from Lewis, I think, but it's I think I think this highlights um, Albon's lack of time running in those Front-running positions for podiums and stuff like that. Yeah. I think with experience, he would have not given someone like Lewis Hamilton even a sniff at that. And yeah, he needs to learn from that. Um, the, I think this one's for me. This one's more Lewis being ambitious than the Ricardo was. Danny Ricardo being ambitious, I think, but. I don't know. Yeah, that's that. He, he comes from a long way back, and he's he's making contact with the rear of the car. Realistically, when Albon takes the corner, so but I don't know.
2: Yeah, like while Albon did leave a gap up the inside, it's not like he was taking a wildly different line. Like yeah. that is a line that people take through that corner, and it always ends up with you clipping the late apex. Yeah. So. As much as there was space for Hamilton to stick his car in there, that gap was always going to close. And, and the other thing is, Hamilton was going to get past him. Like if he yeah. had just sat sat in his gearbox, he would have got him into turn one next time, almost certainly. Yeah,
1: he only had to wait three. He says it on the radio. He only had to wait three corners, and he would have. Yeah, had
0: him. yeah. Well, he said it after the race as well. Like his post-race interviews, he, he said like that he did feel responsible for it. And I, I'm pretty sure I remember him calling himself the torpedo at one point. He says, I think he said, <laughs> I've got the torpedo this time out or something like that. And he genuinely did say that in one of the interviews uh, in the press pen. Um, but <laughs> they, they were asking him questions like, so if you do get demoted from the podium due to a time penalty, are you going to go give it to uh, science as well? Like on, on this whole the thing. And it was like, well, yeah, because I don't really care about a third place trophy, which was a little oh, yeah. bit, a little bit arrogant in a way. But it was like, if he's not mine, he can have it. Like it's, it's his if he came it's third. It's a weird question to ask someone. Yeah. If he came
1: third, it is his. Yeah, it, you Well, that's the that would be the sporting thing to do would be to take yeah. it down to the person who who deserved it, wouldn't it? Oh, well, like, yeah. Nothing wrong with that.
0: But it, yeah, and, like I, I think Lewis, had pretty much saying, yeah, that's on me afterwards, is an admission of it was a bit audacious it's an yeah. admission well i mean yeah for yeah. sure like they, they well, say was... when, whenever
1: you have if your insurance company always says if you ever you have an accident never apologize <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah what he's done there is he's he's apologized and he's yeah yeah he as soon as those words came out of his mouth as soon as i heard him say what he said i was like yeah he's definitely getting a bounty for that
2: yeah well, he was—he was called to the stewards after the race to go and like give his side of the story, um, and instead, someone from Mercedes just went down and just sort of popped his head around the door and went, "No, Lewis says it was his fault. He doesn't want to defend himself. Do what you've got to do, kind of thing." So, which, okay, maybe if we were still in a championship fight at this point, maybe he wouldn't have been quite so gracious. But I do think it says a lot about his character that he. Did immediately hold his hands up and say, Yeah, this one's on me. Like, you yeah. don't see Hamilton getting involved in many instances like this. Like, he doesn't get called to go and explain himself to the stewards very often at all these days. Um, which I think yeah. does say a lot about him as a driver and the way he goes racing. But this was definitely not what you'd normally expect from him. Yeah, absolutely. Um just back about something you said earlier Tom this is like the first time we've seen Albon like properly racing with the guys at the front and I think for the most part I think he held himself pretty well um
0: Yeah I, I, to be honest it was a good performance from him all round to to be there and hold his own like you say It's just I think that he will be disappointed by what's happened and hopefully learn from it in the sense of hmm. Like, he, he now knows that even if it's a, a non-obvious door, you can't leave it open to someone like <laughs> a Hamilton, his teammate in Max, like a Seb, a Charles Leclerc, whoever. Like, anyone that is racing now at that point at the end of the grid, they're going to see that as an opportunity. And I think that proves it. And so hopefully he learns from that and yeah. just watches his line, I guess, when he, when he is
1: defending. Yeah he will learn from it he's a he's done so he's well he's a smart kid team. really isn't he, he yeah, yeah like he's right. come so far in such a short period of yeah. time when you when you look at where he was at the start of the season you know i remember in testing he'd not he'd barely driven a formula 1 car and yeah. all he got was re- he got really really high praise from um, the Toro Rosso guys and yeah obviously that's that's he did enough there to get given the jump up to red bull and he's done nothing but come on in leaps and bounds since he has. So yeah. I can't wait to see how he gets on next year in a, in a new in a new Red Bull. Um in you know, a hopefully with a competitive engine. I think Red Bull I think it could be a three way fight next season, you know, the way they've come along with that Honda. I think so on, as well. I think it could be in for an absolute barnstormer of a season next year, especially with, with the calibre of drivers we've got at the top.
2: Um should be really spiced But anyway, back yeah. to Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> um to, to to part the very thin veil we have here of impartiality, I was devastated when Alba got spun around. I When he nicked that second place in the restart, I was practically jumping up and down, and I was yeah. just crushed when he got taken out. Yeah, I was exactly mm. the same. It was such a shame. Um, there were, but it, it'll come it'll definitely come for him
0: there were three drivers that in, in that mix though that you realistically wanted on the podium and
2: at least we got two of them well yes there is that <laughs> which we will which we will get to um, yeah so as I said Hamilton just took all the blame got a five second penalty for his troubles uh, which dropped into seventh place in the final uh, standings uh, as Verstappen took a very impressive win, uh, the one that eluded loses in last year. I've seen a lot of people saying it was redemption for last year. <laughs> I still personally think it yeah, was entirely... Um, the, the more I've read this weekend, the more I realised we were in the minority last year when we all said it was mostly his fault, but there we go. Redemption in the sense that
1: he's redeemed himself. Yeah, losing. okay, we'll give him that. It,
2: yeah.
0: I, it's Yeah, that... It, it was just like, yeah, fair enough. Ocon shouldn't have come together with him, but he should have just let Ocon. Like he shouldn't have fought the guy on himself. Should he? he didn't? He didn't have anything to gain. It was it was as, they were as bad as each other at the time. I think. So.
2: I don't care. If people hate me for that opinion. Back on the grid next year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Along. Alongside. the time they come together. <clears throat> yeah.
1: yeah. In a Renault, halfway. Halfway down the pack, but
2: yeah. Yeah. Um. Then a final bit of excitement, um, before we knew Hamilton had a penalty, obviously, uh, he was chasing Gasly to the line and had a drag race. Uh, but Honda Power beat Mercedes Power in the drag race to the line, um, which gave Gasly an incredible debut podium, given that it's only three months after he was dropped from Red Bull in in a move that looked like it could have just crushed him and ruined his career. Yeah, um, The way he's turned things around since he's gone back to Toro Rosso is... Mm. So good. And, you know, it was so nice to see like Verstappen went straight over to congratulate him afterwards. Um Like Helmut Marco and Christian Horner made a point going to congratulate him, which maybe we came across a little bittersweet, given that they are the ones that dropped him. But there we go. Yeah.
0: The, the thing is, though, with, um, with that drive, like it's, it's one of those scenarios like he's – he's obviously ended up with the podium because of certain people dropping out of the race, but it's still a stellar drive and it would have been, it would have been a comfortable best of the rest finish for him as well. Um, yeah. like, you know, even if, even if your Vettel's, Leclerc's Bottas had all had, had actually finished the race and were not busy taking each other out and got engines going pop and stuff like he, he would have still been up there solidly in the points and, Potentially outperforming that Toro Rosso, which is really weird because that's what we used to say about him last time he was in it. And yeah, he really was. There, there must be something fundamentally different between his times at Toro Rosso and his time at Red Bull for him to seem like a vastly different driver.
2: It's weird, isn't it? Mm, he yeah. just seems so much more comfortable there. Yeah. And I mean, let's not forget well. he also qualified best of the rest. So it's yeah. not like yeah. he really inherited; like he was very much at that pace. Yeah.
1: There's definitely one different element of it, and that's the car. It, it, maybe he's just yes. much more comfortable in that car than he is in the Red
0: Bull. Yeah, that's Could what I bad. mean, though. I, I mean, like, it's either a fundamental difference in the, the way that the car is or something to do with the team or maybe the the lower pressure. Maybe it was the pressure. I'd, it, it'd, been, it'd be interesting to try and, I guess, find out what it is because... He's still got that potential, I think. Maybe giving him a little bit more time and we'll see him up the sharp end again. I don't know, but I'd yeah, like to
2: anyway. I think just not having arguably the most difficult yardstick of a teammate yeah. that helps a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Like The second you're in that second Red Bull seat, all that happens is you get it compared to Verstappen, which there's not many drivers that are going to win that fight
0: no, but albon is holding his own.
2: He is, yes, albon's doing a, I think a better job than anyone expected him to. Um, and
0: and maybe that's exactly what it is. So Gasly went to Red Bull and instantly had the pressure of how are you going to compete against Verstappen like how you know you're you're like Red Bull's next big thing after Verstappen. Can you go there and start beating him? And there was a lot of like those kind of questions whereas When Albon went there, yes, I guess there were those kind of questions, but everyone was far more chilled about it, as was Albon, more just like, look, I'm here to see the season out. And everyone was like, I'm surprised that they've done it, but let's just see what the kid can do in in the Red Bull, give him his opportunity, let's see where he is. And it's a very different vibe to when Gasly was there for Albon, and maybe that's part and parcel what's helped.
2: I don't know. Well, I guess... When Gasly went there, his job was to be as close to Verstappen as possible, whereas when Albon moved there, his job was, at the very least, be better than Gasly was, yeah. which, yeah. for the first half done. of the season Gasly had, wasn't the hardest task in the world. And yeah, he has very subtly done this. He's done it very convincingly, but he didn't have quite as lofty a goal as Gasly initially did, I suppose. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I still think he's been a much better driver. Yeah, than I'm Gasly not, was in that Red Bull. There's no denying I'd, that. I don't but... want to
0: try and take that away from him either. I just I, I'm trying to understand like the difference in the mentality, I guess, and the the environment that Albon's walked into compared to the one that Gasly was in, and if. This and obviously that pressure dropping. We've seen some really good performances from Gasly. Now he's back in the Toro Rosso, and that pressure's gone. So it, it does make you wonder what yeah. what that does to somebody being in that team in that environment. I guess.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, we've had quite a few sort of redemption stories this season, yeah. um, and this this one this one was very nice to see. Um, we also had another debut podium. Uh, Hamilton's penalty. Dropped him uh, behind a few people. Uh, signs inherited third place uh, for his first ever podium in his 101st Formula 1 start, wow. um, which he achieved from last on the grid, which is the way to do it. Um, again, very, very nice to see. I don't know if you've seen the pictures of him after. Um, the, the F1 people very kindly delayed taking down the podium rig until the decision had been made. Um so McLaren could go up there and have their own little mini podium oh, ceremony. Yeah, yeah. And That's there's just cool. all these pictures of like Carlos Sainz being interviewed just like hugging his trophy, mm. looking like the happiest man in the world. Um <laughs>
1: and the the whole team went up there, didn't they? The whole team yeah, went yeah. To the podium and had, the, yeah. had the photos taken. It was really nice. It is it is just a a shame that he didn't get to do it as part of
0: the official it really is. thing because it's hopefully, fingers crossed, he gets plenty more opportunity to do it in the future. But if he didn't for any reason, it's a shame that he didn't get this opportunity, I guess.
2: Yeah. And what a story for him as well. Like he kind of went from Red Bull sort of sending him out on loan to them being kind of used as a bargaining chip between teams when there were engine deals going on. Um, to replacing his childhood hero in a team that were kind of nowhere and to now at the end of that, this season, have a podium for his trouble is, uh, is yeah, very, not, very good to see.
1: It's not a bad result, is it?
2: It's not bad at all. It's also he... McLaren's first podium in five years. Yeah. yeah. Let, let us not forget. Two,
1: I think it's something like 2,000-something days since they've had a podium. <laughs> crazy.
2: Yeah. Could man. make a movie about the
1: story of his career so far. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: you could. Just needs a
2: championship to end it. Yeah.
1: I was going to say he's He seems so much happier now than I've ever seen in Formula One. I don't know whether that's just, maybe that's just that McLaren have got a better social team, especially with Lando Norris being around. They seem to be really stepping up their social game, but definitely like (laughs) they have the appearance at least that they have a great time there. And uh, in years Mm. gone by, McLaren hasn't looked from the outside like the most dynamic environment for drivers to, to be in.
2: You didn't and, see many smiles from Van Dorn, did you?
1: No, exactly. Yeah. And now, we, especially with that pairing they've got of Norris and um, Science, then yeah, they they both look really happy. And and just while we're on the subject of Norris, he Norris actually had to let Science through at one point when Norris was on hard tires, and he was he, he described himself as slow. It wasn't slow; the tires were just yeah, like, really really tough yeah. to to get into the window, um, and. Yeah, as a result of that, he he was asked to let science through, and he did, and that's a big, big part of why science managed to push as far as yeah. he did. Yeah, th- those hard tyres did not work for him, did they, at all? Not that, in the slightest.
0: That scuppered any chance he had. Although he, he got back into the points, didn't he, by the end of it. I don't know if that was penalty-related or not, but I know he scored a couple of points in the end.
2: So yeah, he made a, he made another stop towards the end for medium, so maybe that was what... Um... Yeah. What helped him? Nick those last couple of places. Um, but yeah, as I say, McLaren's first podium in five years. Um, the result also confirms McLaren's fourth in the championship this season, which is an incredible achievement from where they were last year and the year before. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's amazing.
2: Um, Gasly actually is now back up to sixth in the championship, which I believe last week we said it's mathematically possible, but it's highly unlikely unless something crazy happens. <laughs> and something crazy well, happened. <laughs>
1: something crazy happened, all right.
2: Yes, it did. Um, oh, giant... yes, actually, that um, it's... that race for sixth in the championship now is very close, it's neck and um, neck. Yeah, yeah. He's only above signs on virtue of having a second place to signs his third place. They're both on ninety five, and then Albon is on eighty four, just behind them.
0: Who thought you'd be saying wow.
2: that at the end of the season, right? Well, <laughs> I was
1: fully. I mean, this is this is largely thanks to Hamilton knocking Albon off the track, isn't it? That, yeah, yes, Albon would have not been clear. Yeah, yeah.
2: Wow. Crazy times. A uh, few of the notable drives. A uh, really good recovery for Ricardo um, to finish sixth after running last in the early stages. After that, coming together with Magnussen. Um, best result of the season for Alpha. They finished fourth and fifth. Um, first time they got double points in quite a while. It's the first time Kimmy has scored points in like seven races. So, a really good result. I think it's the first time since the summer break for Kimmy, isn't it? I think it is. Yeah. So. Um, he's had a miserable second half it's of been to, he's
1: been close he's had a lot of elevenths, twelfths, those kind of results. he has yeah he's, he's yeah. just been a bit unlucky I think
2: disappointing um, race for Haas though after the uh, impressive Saturday we mentioned they sort of fell by the wayside and both finished outside the points unfortunately for them um, which just about wraps up the race <laughs> um, it was a packed one would dare you pick a driver of the day I, I want to pick either I, the uh, podium boys, if I'm totally uh, honest,
1: just because I feel they deserve it. That or a sympathy vote for Albon. <laughs> uh, mine would be Science To go yeah. from 20th to P4 on track and yeah. P3 as a result is just on another level. That's like top six cars, well, top three teams level of performance. So yeah, it is gotta very be, good. Uh, Got to be Science for me.
2: I'd agree with that. I, I could have been swayed for Sainz or Gasly, um, but we seem to be leaning Sainz way, so I'll happily go with that. I, th- I think it's the position he started in that... Yeah. Gasly did have me screaming in an office full of
1: Formula <laughs> One staff members at the end of a race, so... <laughs> He gets an honourable mention at the very least. Mm.
2: <laughs> Screaming down the radio as well. Yeah. His team radio is yeah. oh, amazing.
1: I actually did the team radio. I did, there's, there's the thing that we call Say What, which is the, the animated text graphics yeah. of the radio messages. I make all of those on a race weekend. I made that one. and <laughs> It was very <laughs> difficult because I just could not discern what it was saying.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of babble, but in the best possible way. Yeah,
1: good babble. Good babble though.
2: Does that, the best battle.
0: Does that mean you got to translate and put out Vettel's angry radio message?
1: I didn't translate it, but I did get the translation and I did write that one, yes, as well. I yeah. did. Um, I, I know the translation too. He says, too. Oh, my, he says <laughs> oh my God, and he, he, he says, bull S. Yeah. Something's bull, something is bull S, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: What, what, is, what is even that right? was that or something, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's, it's like... is. Is did this really happen? Oh, that's did, it, yeah. Did this did this yeah. bull really happen? Yeah. I'm have you noticed I'm saving you the bleeps there, Tom, by saying bull S <laughs> <Yeah>, thanks, mate. <laughs> <bullshit. laughs>
2: that radio message flight like, goes from zero to hundred instantly as well. It's like, oh yeah. no, I've got a puncture, and then goes straight yeah. into full pelt <laughs> yelling in German. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if it's just the yeah, way really it was weird. like cut for the, no, no, for no,
0: the player back, or if it's just it's, the fact that he goes it, on, I've got a puncture to it my gut
1: however it is <laughs> <laughs> it's like just screaming <laughs> at the top of his lungs. It's yeah. it's when he realizes he's got the puncture. Yeah. I think. That's that's the point when he flips his lid. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, another thing. Another thing I noticed was when after the after the incident, I never meant. To, I meant to say this earlier. After the incident, you see him out of the car and he's looking up at the big screen and he sees the replay of it and he puts his head in his hands when he realizes. it's oh, really? all His fault. Yeah. Oh,
0: there was. Um, I saw a post race interview with him and somebody said, "Like, do you feel that you were left the left room?" And he just simply went, "Yes," and then walked away. <laughs> like, <he> didn't <laughs> yeah, even well. entertain it. Like. So that that to me is a, a very different way of doing it, but a slight admission of blame similar to Hamilton's, but just a very different way of admitting that
2: blame. <laughs> <laughs> I also saw, um, it was because obviously Bottas was out of the race at that point and it was Bottas being interviewed, I think, and he saw a replay of the Ferrari crash on the screen behind and the face he pulled was just kind of like, hmm. <laughs> like that was his entire reaction, just, mm, that's happened then. Very very finish of him. <laughs> it really like, was, yeah. Uh. <laughs> Would you look at that? Um, how about a move of the day? There's quite a lot, I think. There are
1: quite a lot. was uh, 93 to choose from. Um, I need to get the highlights up again because I, I found a really good one. It was right at the start of the
0: race, my face. Yeah, there was a couple at the start of the race. Danny Rick went round the outside of someone, I think it was.
1: I think Norris, I believe it was. Be
0: Dan, he go, oh, no, he goes, round the out, he goes round the outside of Leclerc and then goes for Norris, I think. But then Leclerc oh. goes round the outside of Norris. It, there's a whole scenario between the three of them, which is unfolding throughout the first lap, which is highly entertaining to watch. Um, I don't know, there's there's so many moves that it's very difficult to pick one. I could easily be swayed if either of you two
2: has a favourite. Well, re- really early on, um, signed Dove down the inside of Perez at turn one, and I tweeted, that's move of the day, sorted nice and early. And then there, <laughs> followed many, many other candidates <laughs> throughout the entire race. Egg yeah. and your face were in alignment. Yes. The <laughs> one, to be honest, the one I keep coming back to is... Albon going around the outside of Vettel at the second safety car restart. That was proper commitment. The one Do that was stuff.
1: very similar to the Verstappen on Lewis
2: yeah. on that
0: one. Ooh,
1: yeah. I've got mine. It's lap one. two, mine. It's Norris around the outside of um, Ricardo through turn three. That was my favourite. That's maybe part of what right I was thinking of. Oh, and, yeah. it's ju- and it's so- just before and the reason is because it's just before he puts in that really really strong defence ahead of yeah. him and positions his car perfectly into turn what four, four yeah, at, at be, the yeah. end of the second straight yeah or um, well, the, 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 the the back straight I suppose it is isn't it
2: oh yeah because Ricardo had fully got past him through one and two and then yeah he just like yeah. hung it around the outside of three yeah
1: I, I that was my favourite move
2: oh that is a very good one I, I'm still leaning towards the Albon safety car restart, but if I'm outvoted, then I'll happily go with Norris there. I cool. think Norris out, needs yeah.
1: something. He had a shocker. He had a bit of a shocker <laughs> on those tyres. So we, we, he deserves. I mean, we're, we're being a bit sort of um, fanboyish, aren't we? I suppose. So. We're,
0: <laughs>
2: we're
1: being very biased, but uh, I don't care right
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have
2: it. Um, and finally. Honestly,
0: what the
1: f are we doing here?
0: You've answered it yourself, Sebastian. What are we
2: doing here,
1: Sebastian? Yeah. <laughs>
0: wow. Yeah. Uh, we've had a uh, we had a call to say um, we should use his new German anger instead of that for next season because <laughs> 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 he's uh, much more highly charged and entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> Is this really happening?
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, we could go through other things, but it's it's just that, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think that's what it ultimately comes down to. Um I think Oh now Album Album being punted out of a there's yeah. a few there's a few things where it's like album being punted out of a podium, Science not being able to get up there to celebrate his first podium, and then <laughs> just Vettel
1: deciding to smash into the side of his teammate. There's an elephant in the room here with me that I'm struggling to make space for, so I'm going <laughs> to let it out right now. Do it. Go ahead. David Croft mistaking oh, Alex Albon for Max Verstappen and making everybody think that Hamilton had retaken the lead. Oh, what God. the hell? Well, that's there that. is that. For me, by far, is easily the biggest WTF moment. The rest of it on track, you know, stuff happens on track, racing incidents, and that's fine. That's not that what... WTF, when you've got one job and that's to keep track of which car's ahead of which and tell everyone who's watching what's happening and you make such a huge mistake like that, mm.
2: that is unforgivable.
1: Unforgivable for me, that
2: it was really. I, I, unfortunately, I picked that moment to make a cup of tea, so I was kind of <laughs> watching the TV at a weird angle, which was in, in hindsight a shocking moment to choose to do that, but I wasn't expecting it quite to kick mm. off so much. But, but at the end of the race, I genuinely thought that they had swapped positions two or three times, yeah, the, 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 and the, they just had a
1: weird thing like the very, very, very quietly, Martin Brundle said that was album.
2: <laughs> and, and they sort of just it's moved becoming on. his job, isn't it?
1: Yeah. It, oh, honestly, it was just such, I, I was really, really, because it, it really, it makes it difficult for us because we cut the highlights from that commentary feed. So when someone makes such a huge mistake like that, it kind of like takes <laughs> yeah. a whole chunk of um, of section and he was going on about it for like a good minute. So it took a whole chunk out of where we what, what we can do with the highlights. So absolutely, yeah, you know, it, it's it's embarrassing. Got a few honestly. backs up by him doing that, and it was just yeah. As a, as, a, as a person watching the thing unfold and and knowing well, firstly being tricked into thinking, oh my goodness, Lewis has got the got the lead back. How has that happened? To then quickly realizing while he was still saying it was Albon, it just leads to such frustration. It's so annoying.
2: Yeah, because it it almost made it look like the TV people have made a hash of it and not well, shown us positions changing. Whereas in reality, as I said, I think last week I think the TV direction was really good. This week we saw a lot mm. of midfield battles actually in real time and not kind of replays and stuff.
1: There were I um, don't know the, it, uh, the direction did around that time. I think it, I mean part of the confusion was it did show a replay just as as. Um, it showed a replay, and then it cut straight to Hamilton going by Albon, and it hadn't showed us Verstappen going. Yeah. By Albon. So I think that's what led to the confusion. But still, the problem is the data that they have in front of them in the commentary box. They've got everything we've got. So they've yeah. got they've got all the lap charts. They've got all the mini sectors. They've got um they've got a display of the circuit with what car visually is yeah. on the track at what point in front of them the whole time. So. He's just shooting from the hip to have made that mistake. It, it's just literally is not. I don't know whether he, whether he's just been caught out this once, and it, I suppose even you know, it's not just it, this one. Like, he's is only it? human. You make mistakes, but you know he's he does it all a lot the time. Of these mistakes.
2: I can, yeah. I can say I can think of numerous times this season where he's gone. Oh, and there's Norris, and I've like glanced at the terror on the left-hand side of the screen. Like, no, it's nice signs. <laughs> Like, if I could just glance about a foot to the left and know that the mistakes yeah. were made. Like,
1: That's the thing. And like, I know, I, you know... We make a lot of mistakes on here. Like, you know, there is a sense of pot kettle about some of this, but yeah. we don't have all that data in front of us while we're recording this. And we're just literally watching the thing and then writing about it and then talking about it. So you,
0: you have to remember as well the vast difference between doing this as a pastime hobby because we enjoy the sport... Yeah, and doing it paid professionally for it. a living and touring the world to do that job and nothing else. Like, yeah, like it's a
2: very different, very different environment, I think. Yes, yeah. It, yeah. it's not an easy job, and there's a lot of moving parts, mistakes are going to happen. But one person gets to be the lead commentator on the world feed, and <laughs> you shouldn't be making mistakes like that if you are that one person. Yeah. Peti- petition to get
0: Paul DeResta in.
2: <laughs> uh, a, a lot of people like have a pop at Paul DeRester. I've noticed online, but I I think he's I like been him. really great. Paul DeResta and Karun Chandok, dream team guys, dream team. Oh, they're brilliant.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're great. Yeah, <laughs> 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 they're there was there was a
0: slight hint of sarcasm with me, but I yeah, I don't know. I've just, I, I, I just annoyed me well, recently. I think. I
1: think... I do think you'd need... I think they both make great driver commentators, but... I, yeah. Um, I, yeah. I don't think gonna, either that's of them be a lead. That's not the commentator we're looking to replace, because Martin Brundle is great. It's...
2: Yeah, that's Crofty, the thing. We,
1: Crofty is just
2: winding me up at the minute. There's a lot of people out there that could replace Martin Brundle if he wasn't around, but as you say, he's the best in the business at doing that second seat ex-driver yeah. job, whereas... The lead guy, there's not quite so many of them. Um, And it definitely divides opinion a lot more, that side of the commentary booth.
1: Yeah. Martin Brundle, I would put in almost in the same bracket as your Murray Walkers at this point. He's been around for so long. He's been doing that job for so, so long. I mean... And he's so amazing at it.
2: Yeah. The era when the two of them were doing it together was just, you can't beat that. Cannot beat that at all. Um. Anyway, all that being said, I still want to give F to Seb because... Because seven. it's literally his award. Okay. Yeah, he
0: he created yeah. it. He spawned it, and every time he has an opportunity to win it on a weekend, we automatically give it. <laughs> I've noticed he always it. takes it. He takes yeah. the opportunity with both hands. <laughs> oh, you he love it. If he took
1: race win opportunities with the same oh. pair of hands, he'd probably be a lot of championship this season. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Savage.
0: Absolutely. Um, um, yeah. shall, shall I swiftly move us into predictions and get away from yeah, that take better predictions.
1: Before, before Vettel comes knocking at the door <laughs> like he Christian me. Horner last week <laughs> Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'll move us on to predictions um, so not a massively high scoring round this week for us we all managed to get the Verstappen win uh, Stu went with Verstappen poll as well, so that was two points for him. Uh, nobody rare. got first DNF, so there were a bunch of half points all round for anyone with Stroll, uh, which included myself. So, Stu ended the weekend on two. I got one and a half, and Chris got one.
2: Uh, for- oh yeah, Bottas was first DNF, wasn't he? Yeah. Forgot yeah. About that. yeah exactly.
0: um, for the stand-ins, that leaves me in 43rd with 18 and a half. Stu in 55th with 17 and Chris on, in 62nd with 16. So an interesting last weekend ahead for us. Um, in terms of yeah. you, the listeners, uh, Eric Janis and Ashley Foster both tied the top of the board for this week with three points, both getting a max double and the 16 finishes spot on. Um, Sarah Simpson, I'd like to point out, was the only person who somehow managed to pull out a Kimi Raikkonen fourth. Wow. So. Wow. That was either a misclick or blind optimism. (laughs) but Either way, it paid off. (laughs) So congratulations to Sarah on that point. Um, And as I said before, nobody got first DNF with uh, Bottas. So uh, a bunch of half points went out for stroll. So a lot of half point scorers or people maybe leapfrogging a little bit of a position due to half an extra point. Um, In terms of the top of the board... Timothy George is still up there on 27 and a half. Uh, Jonathan Corsagia is uh, just behind him on 27. And Eric Janus, who I just mentioned for getting three points, has jumped up to third on 26. So that is extremely tight at the top yeah, going really into is. the final race oh, of wow. the season. Yeah, is, isn't and he's pretty close all the way down to about what is officially joint 10th. Um, <laughs> like Technically speaking, in terms of points available anybody down to let's see should have done this beforehand (laughs) Hmm. technically anybody down to what is tied for 18th could still mathematically win with a perfect weekend it would need a perfect weekend to get
2: from there up to the top but it is possible it can happen it is possible um, f- yeah. Friend of the show Ashley Foster would also like us to point out that he is now ahead of me and Stew in the standings, <laughs> on oh, with that three points oh, got this week, which he? he's very happy about. Oh, yeah, bet. he is. Oh god. Se- speaking <laughs> of Ashley
0: Foster, actually, <laughs> don't oh, mind. I'll, it's all right. I'll press play now. You've done. You've done. That. <laughs> <laughs> uh, keep me
2: saying now. Stay, stay up. <laughs> hey man indeed hey man Uh, Stu you've got the first bit of inbox I think
1: oh Mitchell Herrera says if a driver is being investigated by the FIA for an incident should they still be allowed to be on the podium example Carlos Sainz technically finished on the podium however he wasn't able to celebrate in person due to the penalty being given after the race ended I know I would have loved to have seen him and and the McLaren finally on the podium um it's just how it goes, isn't it? Like, it's just it would have been a tricky nice. one, isn't it? They could have. They absolutely could have done the. I mean, it's happened before. Was it Mexico one year?
2: Um, yeah, Mexico last the year, the year before. Um, um, and America a couple of years yeah, ago as well. Yeah,
0: he, he, he was in the cool down room, wasn't he? And they managed to make the decision before he went out onto the podium. Because, wasn't yeah. it? Verstappen was up there and then. Was it Kimmy or someone that came strolling in that he'd overtake? It was Kimmy that he'd overtake, yeah. wasn't it? And Kimmy yeah. just came strolling in in his in his like <laughs> non emotional, completely blank way, and was just like, "Looks like I'm here, mate." And <laughs> Mike had to yeah. leave the room. <laughs> Very awkward. Yeah,
2: but yeah, they, it's they,
1: should they still be allowed on the podium? Well, I mean, what are you what, you can't have a podium with only two people. So yeah, you've got to you can't just <laughs> and yeah, and.
2: Yeah, and these events run to a pretty tight schedule, so you can't just sit around and wait. Like, you're going to make the whole mm. crowd sit there and wait for you to make a decision. Yeah. it's we've, we've said it before, like, ultimately, it's better to be right than to be fast with these decisions. Um, You could argue that Hamilton had already accepted blame at this point, so maybe they should have got on with it, yeah. but it's just the way it goes sometimes yeah. th- th- unfortunately i can
1: tell you the reason the reason they didn't get on with it was because they had a bunch of drivers who'd been using allegedly been using drs yeah. when they shouldn't <laughs> It's science included um, Carlos Sainz being one of yeah. them, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so it was it was much more complicated than just saying Hamilton get off the podium. You haven't got third because yeah. they simply did not know who to replace him with. Yeah, so I think the logical thing was to just get it out of the way and then sort it out later on.
0: And I think that's probably the factor, isn't it? Really, it's more that if that was the only decision in question for the position, they probably would have been able to make it a little quicker and get him up there. But the whole drs thing and science being involved in that potentially meaning it like there was a point where i think you pointed out chris where you were saying like this could actually technically be raikkonen on the podium if depending on what happens yeah. so can you imagine if it had been antonio and kimmy on the podium instead <laughs> that would have just been an extra what a turnout that would have
2: been so yeah and and don't forget there's been drivers in the past who've not got to be on the podium for their first win. So yeah. it could be a lot worse. Definitely. Huh. Uh, next, Ryan says, I lost my voice after screaming when McLaren got confirmation of its first podium since 2014. Uh, <laughs> that was a bit of situation to be. <laughs> um, question for the three of you. Is this the first of many to come for McLaren? What are your realistic expectations for next year? As always, keep up the good work. Hmm.
0: I think... It's a very promising sign that they've always been there or thereabouts towards the end of the season, especially after pretty much confirming a few races ago that they'd stopped bothering with this car because they were focusing the next one. So I would like to say it means that we'll see them closing that gap to Red Bull more considerably next season. I can only hope for that because... I'm a McLaren fan, (laughs) so Mm. I'm a little biased, but it is very nice to see them almost back
1: where they should be. Yeah, my feeling is that if you look at where they are now in relation to McLaren, are kind of like occupying that space between and have done for a lot of the season between like Red Bull and the rest of the field. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think if you if you consider Based on my prediction that it will be three ways for the championship next season, I think you can expect to see McLaren around where probably Red Bull are now, yeah. in relation to the top top teams over a season. Mm-hmm. So they'll be in. They'll, they'll be. They won't move. I don't think they'll move forward up the up the championship order, but I think they will be closer to the leading pack, maybe nicking one or two podiums.
0: Yeah, I, I could yeah.
2: see that. I, I, I think. I think if they can come forth again next season, that would be a success for them. If they can get a couple of podiums along the way, then all the better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's life. Say. Now
0: that the title's been won, could they use these races to trial new rules? I'm thinking of that season where they had the new format qualifying and it felt flat <laughs> on its face. Why not save ideas for post title races and then make a decision for the next season?
1: We discussed this the other day, didn't we?
2: Yeah. I, I mean,. I think Abu Dhabi is sort of the perfect place to try some new stuff. Um, Like last, like you know, like last day of school, like have a bit of fun, try some new things, like like double points. Less, less.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think the only problem with it would be is when people have, and especially teams have, still got positions in the championship. To be decided because the the main title might be over, but there's a lot of money between like finishing fifth and finishing sixth yeah. in the constructors, and that's quite a lot to those teams in that midfield. So, I think messing around with it just because it's over for the front runners is not really very
2: fair on them because that that could make or break a team as well. Yeah, it might um, ruffle a
1: few feathers.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think realistically, um, you need to plan these things like a season in advance, don't you?
0: But yeah, they, but there'd be no. Uh, what would be the issue with having like a a post season race while you're in somewhere? Like a, yeah, true. You know what I mean, like a like having a a non championship race after the race kind of thing. Have a so maybe
1: like a rev- like a reverse grid championship race. Yeah, non championship race. No, why not A reverse grid non championship? <laughs> <But>
0: no. <race. laughs> stop trying to get reverse grid into this answer Stu. I mean they
2: always <laughs> after Abu Dhabi they always keep the cars there for a kind of post-season tyre test and sometimes like a post-season yeah. young yeah. driver test so why not the Monday exactly. after the final race have a you know what? have a quick uh, exhibition just sprint have race a quick race yeah just have a quick just
1: a quick race on just a quick race why not
0: let the kids race against the champs and see who comes out on <laughs> well, top. Well,
1: this tyre test, I get. There's an argument. I know what the answer to this is going to be. It's going to be be too dangerous because you're testing experimental tyres. But why not? <laughs> yeah, I just do it anyway. Why not have a race on as part of the tyre test? Yeah, yeah. the tyres can't be so experimental that they're not raceable. Because if they weren't raceable, they wouldn't. You wouldn't be able to put them on the car in the first place. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, why not make an event of the test? More of an event of the test. Make them non-championship test races. That'd be great. Yeah, why not? That'd be great. You Ashley really would. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, you'd find, like, you'd get teams just throwing all kinds of crazy gubbins on their cars. And oh, yeah. possibly winning races as a result. And they're not able to run it because it's not <laughs> legal. <laughs> Fancar, <laughs> that would be amazing. I'll have a word. Yeah. I'll have a word with Ross. See what he says. Gosh, Ross, listening. Ross, Ross, Ross. Ross. <laughs> oh, it's me. You, um, Brooke Archer. Hi, Brooke says, isn't that the second time that Hamilton had denied another driver of their first F one podium? Think Hulkenberg in Brazil, also in Brazil.
2: I would say no because that was mostly Hulkenberg's fault. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that, if that's what I think it is, that's
0: Hulkenberg getting on the wet and tank slapping into Hamilton and ending
2: Hamilton. Oh, yeah, this was that. 2010, yeah, was I believe, when he he got a pole position for Williams on a drying track. Um,
0: oh, no, the thing I'm thinking of, is he's in a Force India. It's that year he spent at Force India.
2: Uh, yucky, yeah, yeah. time he spent there. Okay, yeah, so maybe there's been a couple with Hul- Hulkenberg. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm thinking of the
0: wrong thing. Then I'm I'm thinking of a Force India incident where Hulkenberg tank slapped into Hamilton and ended Hamilton's race. That was it. Was in a Williams through turn one. In you remember nowhere. the right thing, the wrong car. Oh, <laughs> uh, <right, laughs> yeah. Fair enough. You've uh, got a better memory than me though.
2: Oh no, I, I watched um, <laughs> Martin Brundle's interview with him uh, before the race and they showed a replay of it. That's the only reason I remember. <laughs> yeah. uh, next, Victor Ernst says, Carlos Sainz was really amazing yeah. this year, but do you think Lando will properly bounce back next year? Uh, I'm a big fan of the show. Keep up the good work. Greetings from Germany. Oh, Greetings, Austin, Victor. Um, will Lando properly bounce back next year? I think so.
0: Yeah, I don't think he needs to bounce back as such. He's not really had a bad year as far as a rookie
2: against a fairly experienced team. Yeah, teammate I, th- I think a bit like Albon, he's been his own biggest critic, hasn't he? The second half of this season. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: I'd say
2: so. Yeah, I-,
0: I think a result like the one that Signs has had this weekend. Maybe had Lando a bit down in the dumps because he was he was he was obviously very happy for the team and very happy for Carlos, but you could I think you could tell in some of his post race interview demeanor that he was a little disappointed that um, he didn't achieve anything. As close to that as what Carlos did, but they were on different strategies at the yeah. end of the day. And it was unfortunate that the hard tire didn't work for him. Like, had that worked and him being able to stay on it till the end of the race, it could have been a completely different story. So, yeah, exactly. it's it's just one of those things. And it, it, I think he'll get over it quick enough. It's just that he was a bit down in the yeah, dumps so,
1: directly too. after the race. I yeah. think he just got, he got the wrong strategy in the end. At this yeah. Race. yeah, that was the thing with Lando. Um, and to finish only one position behind Lewis Hamilton is nothing to be sniffed at. I exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. On the results sheet, at least, anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. Um, Patrick uh, Bruston says, how do you feel about Hamilton saying it was all his fault and, and still getting on the podium even though he uh, knew, he, uh, he really knew he didn't earn it? Uh, and question two, as a follow-up, how do you feel about the holding up Hamilton did during the safety car?
2: I think... Uh, even if he didn't necessarily think he should have been on that podium, ultimately, if you get to the point the podium starts and the person, the FIA, says you're on there, you, you go and stand at the podium. Like, go. that's just the way it you, works. You've, like, yeah. you've
1: got to, because if you don't, you get in trouble.
2: Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. We saw what happened yeah. in Canada when Vettel very much didn't want to go up there and there was a, a whole hoo ha about it. Admittedly, slightly different circumstances, but there we go. Mm. Yeah. Holding up the safety car. We sort of covered that earlier. Um it's I what de- you do as well, isn't it? It's I definitely job. think penalties have been given for less in the past, but ultimately everyone was okay. So they're both. Right, I think that Verstappen bad. did it, Verstappen did a far, far yeah. more um, solid job of holding. Up the he was past, than the, the, hit I, uh, well past yeah, the hit yeah, entry. Well
0: past the hit entry. I think if you'd have had a penalty for one and not the other, you'd have been asking more questions, but the consistency was kind of there, I guess, in a way
1: that they they let it go with both of them. Whoever's starting, whoever becomes the de facto safety car, as Martin Brundle says, they are always going to do exactly that at that circuit. Yeah, and the thing
0: thing for me as well, when it comes to this safety car restart stuff and, and being the lead car is... The thing that I find dangerous about it is changing speed considerably between like slowing up and, and trying to back up the you Yeah, that way. like faking out a I've, launch, don't you? That's what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. And I think I think being slow but maintaining a fairly consistent speed with a bit of like a, a tire weave warm and that kind of thing is not such a bad thing. As long as you're not looking like you're going to go, and then suddenly letting off or, or breaking or something like that, that's when it becomes a bit more dangerous. And I think that's when people get the penalties because they are accordioning the, tr- the the pack up and down, and that's when accidents happen in the in the pack. It's part but, of
1: the game, though, isn't it?
0: <laughs> up to a point. Yeah, but I think there's 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 a a line where there's a lot. there is a line. We saw as, it here. You know, you've, you've got would, to like take say, the guy behind you out. I get that. And you but that's the that's the skill in it without you know like unnecessarily breaking and causing people to crash into the back of each other. So you, if you're gonna have the skill to do it, you've got to have yeah. the skill to to go at the right moment, not cause everyone else to crash behind you, letting you drive away
2: clean. If you want a bad example <laughs> of it, watch um uh, the highlights of the F2 races in Baku from the last couple of years where you had drivers doing the same thing but not doing it properly and you just end up with an almighty crash and another safety car immediately. Yep. Safety cars breed safety cars as a famous Martin Brundle once said.
1: we have quoted him a lot this episode, (laughs) haven't we? Um, And quite rightly too. Um, He is our leader. (laughs) Shall we do the next one? Yep. Um, Ashley Foster asks, question to Stu, that's me, um is the vibe in the office business as usual during a race like that or is it buzzing (laughs) um i'll give. let me give you a rundown of the vibe throughout that race so like the first probably 10 laps ish it was well first five or six laps it was very very everyone excited lots of shouting lots of hollering what you know, like we're watching it, we're all fans in there who are watching it. So imagine going down the pub and watching football with all your mates. It's, it's virtually that kind of atmosphere, sans alcohol. <laughs> then the middle, of the, the middle of this race, it did calm down a lot throughout the middle. Chris says he was on the edge of his seat. I wasn't, I was sat firmly on my seat doing work at that point. Um, then as things sort of started to unravel for Ferrari, and um you know towards the end of the race then we we all sort of took a step back from our work and we were just watching the thing unfold and getting again getting super super excited the final thing you know the car going the cars the two cars going across the line hamilton and gasly yeah that i mean it was off the chain at that point we were just screaming (laughs) It was the noise from that move, Drew. You must have heard it like all the way down the corridor. It was bonkers, but <laughs> nice. It was great, great fun. It was really, really fun. To, it is a great place to be during a race because everyone there, as I say, loves it, and we all care about it. We're all huge fans of it, and we're all very lucky to to be in that office and get to see it the way we do.
2: Sounds more fun than my office. <laughs> 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 um, next Ian White says people have compared Leclerc and Vettel to Hamilton and Vettel at Baku in 2017 well I don't necessarily agree I was wondering what you guys thought um, I well obviously the, the Baku thing was very different because it was behind the safety car yeah, they've got a lot slower yeah, yeah. I, th- I think <laughs> there may be something to They're both examples of kind of the flash of madness that Vel can sometimes have in the heat of the moment. He Mm. can do something a little silly, Mm. perhaps.
1: Red mist, a bit of red mist. It's a bit red mist, yeah. yeah. Crimson mist. Crimson for (laughs) our Is it crimson? Scarlet. Scarlet. Scarlet scarlet mist. Some shade of red. red. Stick with red. Scotch mist. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, if you get that reference. If anyone an well gets that, <laughs> that Please is that's no. I know
0: we make some niche references on this that podcast, but that reference. is one of them. It
2: really is. <laughs> oh
0: god. I, Sorry. <laughs> I thought my Egg and Face alignment <laughs> one was That was good. Us. I noticed that one. Hey, hey, hey that. do you know what? It's it's there's a common theme there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, there
1: is, isn't it? Anyway, anyway. Yeah, anyway, you, know
2: you are, yeah let us let us in the post <laughs> if you get any
1: of this. Yeah. <laughs> Where were we? And we answered
2: that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Scott. Uh, yeah, I'd I'd say if it was if it was like anything, it was like something you compared it to earlier, Chris, which was Vettel and Weber Act. Yeah. Yeah. Where was Istanbul. It again? Yeah. Istanbul, yeah. And then he immediately
1: so, accused Weber of being crazy, didn't he? Give him the old Yeah, that was the sort of local yeah. finger. Yeah. yeah. Not the case. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, yeah next, uh, next Anashara says uh, what should we do to survive the off season I can't believe we've got this far already I know well,
2: I mean you've, you've got Formula E starting a couple of weeks um, Formula e, drive to survive induced coma um, a <laughs> <laughs>
0: bit dramatic <Yeah>. for sure <laughs> uh,
2: play the F1 games if anyone wants to play the F1 games <laughs> with any of us yeah. let us know we might be able to jump yeah. online with you but." Did we say Drive motorsport to Motorsport Manager. Yes, Motorsport Manager. I said Drive to Survive. We yeah. said
1: Drive to Survive, didn't we, on Netflix? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: I did, yeah. Um, you, could watch, you could
1: watch season one of Drive to Survive on Netflix as well.
2: <laughs> Rewatch that.
0: Yeah. You could watch a rerun of every single race back to back on a marathon. Yeah. There's all... I said that's that, like. I that's said like a whole weekend, 24 hours worth of content. I
1: said something controversial. Well, not controversial this weekend, but something probably quite... Niche. If you're not a Formula One fan, um, I would quite happily sit and watch the entire 2009 season all over again.
0: Yes, me too. We're slightly biased for that, though, aren't we?
1: But it was a great, But it was a really, really good season. Even if it, you're not like I a one fan, like it was a great because they absolutely good. think of the story behind it. Like a team rising mm-hmm. from the ashes to become the fa- to and showing up at testing with the fastest car by a mile, the fastest car, and. Absolutely bossing the entire season. Well, not the, no, I, sorry, absolutely bossing the first half of the season without giving too much yeah. away and then like fighting to keep yeah. hold of it for the rest of the season. Absolutely epic. They'll make a film out. I said this in 2009. They will make a film <laughs> out of that season. Oh, speak,
2: speaking of films, Um. well, Ford versus Ferrari everywhere else, but Le Mans 66 in the UK is out now. And I've heard it's quite good. I've not seen it yet, but I've heard it's very good. Mm. in a sort of good. yeah I've heard similar in a sort I've of good reviews Moneyball is very good even though it's about baseball and you don't need to know anything about baseball this is supposed to be a very good film even if you know nothing about motorsport yeah. or about Le Mans Senna
1: Senna's a great film if you don't
2: know about Formula Senna, 1 you know, Senna no is, is very good if you've you probably there you go. That, but... plenty to keep you occupied loads there
1: loads, loads I'm loads. sure
0: you could just re-listen to all of Back of the Grid, too. Why not? <laughs> people
1: do. People do. People do. It's People crazy. do very regular. I can't, I can't You'd be believe surprised it. how many people I know. Do. I know. It's crazy. I am surprised. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's me. Again. I'm God, I'm good at this. Brendan um, Harris says, where is the skill set of multiple world champions now that the title race is over? I feel both Seb and Lewis made hugely amateurish mistakes ruining others' chance at glory. Will Max now take on Lewis next year, given that Ferrari is hopeless? Oof, strong, strong words there from Brendan Harris.
2: Certainly wasn't either of their best race, was it? Um, Definitely
1: no. not. Absolutely certainly not.
2: It's a weird one with Hamilton. Um, I'm sure we'll go more into this when we come to do a proper season review, but although... Uh, It's incredibly impressive that Hamilton won this championship given the competition he had. I also don't think it's been his best year in terms of the way he's driven. Um, I feel like he's made more mistakes. You think so? I think he's had a number of road races. He's had some good races.
0: He's He's had some good races, but I think he's had equally as many off days. Yeah. As he has great races, and then the rest, he's just been in. Someone's been in the right place at the right time to capitalize. Like mm. he's had a very mixed bag season. I think he's definitely not one of his
1: best. It's certainly, he, and he's
0: not take away from the accomplishment that he's achieved, but he's not done it with the dominance that he has in previous seasons. I don't think,
1: I despite f- some very good drives uh, this year. I, th- I think when he has been, uh, maybe I'm being a fanboy, but I think when he has been. On his, I think he's been on top form. I think he's been. I don't agree that he's he's had a. I, no, I don't agree that he, I think he's had a great season. I think he's. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'm looking through rose the glasses. I don't know. But like from where I'm sitting, he's had, he's won races that he's had absolutely no business winning, and <laughs> you don't do that unless you have a hell of a season.
2: No, it's true.
1: Yeah, but not
0: not all of that's. Purely down to him, is it? It's been in the right the place, team. the right yeah, time. Yeah, it's the team that have. As a, it's a and team, that, that's what I'm getting at, I guess. When I when I say when, I, like I'm I'm with Chris in the sense that I'm not trying to say he's driven poorly because it's far far from yeah. that. It's it's more that it's more that he's had far less stellar races than you would normally see from him in a championship winning season. It's been it's been much less the of the Hamilton show over the course of the year, I would say. yeah, Which is not a
1: bad
2: thing. No, not at all. It's, it's nice no, no,
0: it's thing. not, it's not a bad thing either, but it's just more that these last few races is very stereotypical. Lewis Hamilton of titles done um, is pretty much switched off now. Like it, we, we talk about it every yeah. year that he's won the title. Yeah. And he does it all the it time. Like, he the only races it. to the end of the season. If the title goes to the end of the season, it, it is almost like he's, he's already got his feet up on the beach kind of thing he's just chilling
1: now yeah you can, but at the same time you can kind of forgive him for that I think like you've, you've done the hard work just put your feet up yeah uh, enjoy it you know chill out a he's little probably bit. A you can't it. be you can't be on 100% form the whole time can you
0: in fairness I did just sim a final race of a season in F1 because <laughs> <once> <laughs> I'd already won the title so <laughs> there you um, go there you go fun but <laughs> <laughs>
1: Perfect comparison. <laughs> Perfect, exactly. exactly the same. The, exactly the same. <laughs> um,
2: and to the second part of that question, I very much do hope Max is in the title fight next year. Um, I think he deserves it, and I think it would be it would just make next season all the better for it to have him in there as well, not just the usual suspects.
1: Yeah, yeah. agreed. I, I am so excited for next season now as we get to the end of this one now this one's sort of we're on the dead rubber races now I suppose aren't we so but dead rubber to the championship yeah but to Lewis there's
2: been a lot of looking forward to 2021 but I am properly excited for next season
1: yeah I think it's going to be the best in years next I I think it'll be better than this season I think this season overall has been really 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 good we've had some absolute showstopper races and I think they'll only get better next year I really do
2: we can hope um, but that will bring us to the end of this episode uh Thank you for sticking with us. It's been a long one. There was a lot to cover this week it's been a long... um but I mean, we'd rather have it that way, wouldn't we? I remember some earlier in the season yeah. where we didn't know what we were going to talk about for an hour, so better to have it this yeah. way we we
1: always manage it somehow we always manage somehow it somehow we, we always manage. we
2: do uh, so thank you very much for joining us as always uh If you want to get in touch, you can find us on Twitter at back of the grid f one uh Facebook and Instagram, just search back of the grid and you'll find us. Uh, our website is backofthegrid.com where you can see where you came in the Predictions League. Um, and even if you've not taken part all season, you can sign up ready for the final race of the season, where you can still win a prize if you manage to get 5 out of 5. Uh, and that will do us so this week. So, thank you for joining us. We will speak to you in a week's time to preview the final race of the season. Uh, until then, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Just some apologetic keyboard typing noise in the background there. <laughs> I've got nothing. I've I've got nothing left in me to say. There's there's no funny post credits this time. <laughs>